Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Jacqueline Nahama has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Jacqueline. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, February 25th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. And joining us today, Charlotte Henry, journalist and associate editor at MacObserver.com. Charlotte, welcome back. Good to have you. Hello. Thank you for having me. We have prepared several small plates of tech news from Mobile World Congress in Barcelona for you today. <laughs> Very excited uh, to talk about all I'm really stuff. excited about the tech news tapas. Yeah, Tech News Tapas coming your way. Uh, we have some cured Huawei news, uh, some pickled LG, uh, a lovely spread of Microsoft. It's all on its way. Um, let's let's just start with a few tech things you should know. Google announced it'll roll out an English version of Google Assistant integration into Android messages in the coming months, with a new button appearing in the app's Smart Replies area. Google says it won't be reading users' text if you're worried about that, though Google's Assistant's own text is shared back with the company, so it will know a few things about at least the queries that you were making. Google's spinning down its consumer texting app Allo due to sunset at the end of March. Android messages will be the primary texting app afterward and will support SMS, MMS, and depending on your carrier, RCS as well. Intel CEO Bob Swan said Monday that the company's future in 5G goes beyond selling modems to device makers. Intel wants to sell modems to automakers as well for use in connected vehicles and to manufacturers for use in connecting industrial equipment. They want to be an infrastructure provider. Intel processors and its programmable chips gained by acquiring Altera in 2016 are slated to be added into a variety of networking gear, according to Swan. He was speaking at a press conference in Palo Alto last week. Lots of 5G phones have been announced at Mobile World Congress. Shocker. We'll touch on a few of these later in the show, but if you're just keeping track of all the 5G phones announced, here's what we know so far. The Huawei Mate X, which is also foldable. The LG V50 ThinkQ 5G with Hand ID. That's new. The Samsung Galaxy Fold and Galaxy S10 5G. The Xiaomi Mi Mix 3 and the ZTE Axon 10 Pro 5G. HD also announced a 5-inch 5G smart hub with an Android touchscreen. And OnePlus has a 5G prototype 
as well. Oh, but that's not all. Oppo has a foldable uh, phone prototype and TLC, which makes phones for Alcatel and BlackBerry, will also launch a foldable next year. So foldable 5G. Those are your trends out of the yeah. World Congress. Yeah. Uh, speaking of 5G, a paper called Privacy Attacks to the 4G and 5G Cellular Paging Protocols Using Side Channel Information will be presented by researchers from the University of Iowa at the Network and Distributed System Security Symposium in San Diego Tuesday. Uh, the paper details two attacks. One called Torpedo lets an attacker subvert the paging protocol that lets a device know that a call or text is coming. Torpedo can reveal location information without your awareness. Basically, the page shows up, but you don't know it. Another attack caller, Piercer, relies on Torpedo and can be used to determine a device's international mobile subscriber identity, your IMSI number, which can allow for Stingray-like tracking in real time. All four major U.S. operators are affected by the torpedo vulnerability, and one carrier is vulnerable to Piercer. The flaws have been reported to the GSMA, the cell phone industry group, and a proof-of-concept code will not be released during the talk uh, because of the nature of this attack. Qualcomm announced it will launch a chipset with integrated 5G modem capability in 2020. Could be the follow-up chip to the Snapdragon 855, although Qualcomm didn't exactly say that that was the case. The company president, Cristiano Amon, described it as a fully integrated mobile station modem designed to make it easier for phone makers at multiple price ranges to adopt 5G. And just real quickly, HMD Global announced the Nokia 9 PureView, not a 5G phone, but it does have a six-module camera, uh, three 12-megapixel monochrome cameras, two 12-megapixel RGBs, and a time-of-flight sensor for depth sensing. Uh, the camera away was developed by the company called Light, which also did a 16-lens standalone camera called the L16, if you've heard of that. The PureView from Nokia, or the Nokia PureView from HMD Global, actually, will be produced in a limited run and sell for 599 euros. All right, that's just the fast news. Let's talk about SD cards, Sarah. <laughs> Let's do it. The SD Association announced Micro SD Express using NVMe 1.3 and PCIe 3.1 interfaces for better power efficiency and transfer speeds of up to 985 megabits per second while maintaining full backwards compatibility. This is going to be very exciting for a few folks. It can also do bus mastering to connect with components without going through the CPU for faster multitasking. Devices need to support the 2011 micro uh, SD USH2 standard. But another... Uh... Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. 
Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. SD card news. Micron and SanDisk have both launched UHS 1.1 terabyte micro SDXC cards. Western Digital's SanDisk car claims 160 megabits per second read-write speed, while Micron claims 100 megabits per second. But Micron has a faster 95 megabits per second write speed. I always want to say Microsoft. Sorry, Micron. Sandisk's card will be on sale in April for $449.99. Micron's comes out in Q2. We don't have prices yet. Terabyte SD card, Charlotte. Whoa. I'm looking. <laughs> no, but I'm looking at my floor where there's like a brick that is a terabyte hard drive. And now there's going to be this tiny little card. I think it's absolutely staggering. I know we shouldn't. We Those of us who have always enjoyed tech and covered tech for a while should be kind of used to by now these, particularly with storage, things uh, increasing at a very rapid rate. But to have a terabyte worth of memory on a little SD card is something pretty astounding, I with think. With transfer speeds almost a terabit per second. I right. Mean, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is... If you put I mean, a terabyte SD card in an S10 with a terabyte on board, you'd have two terabytes in your phone, which is the same amount I have in my laptop. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have any money. No, because this thing's $450 for, and the S10's 1000 plus, yeah. yeah. But you'd, you'd have a lot of storage. Yeah. And it would be fast. You'd have plenty of room to enjoy the money you don't have. <laughs> yeah, right. You could, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you could... Well, and you know, it's funny. It's like, I, I, I feel like there are, there are a lot of folks who, you know, some of my less technical friends, you know, will be like, do I need this? And, and I'm like, do you need that much storage? Some people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people do not. My answer is always yes, I do. Well, so you're, but you're not a normal person. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, what is your actual workflow? What are your needs? Mm-hmm. And these, you know, these are the advancements that will potentially help you. Usually, I mean, but not necessarily. If you have a lot of video that you want to carry on your right. phone or edit on That's your right. phone or something like that. Yeah. Uh, photography and video was the use case that immediately came to my mm-hmm. mind because uh, obviously SD cards had to be pretty flexible and work and integrated with cameras of all types. So it see to me that is the obvious use case, isn't it? Yeah. That you are going to particularly if. 4k and even we've seen different things at various points of 8k video are going to be more and more common you're going to have to have this level of storage and you're not going to be wanting to carry around a big hard drive like i use as my time machine backup you're (laughs) going to want to you need a couple of these little discs that you can put put in 
put into your bag. So it's it's a pretty astounding development, actually. You could lose in your bag because they're micro SD. Also uh, lose, yes. Yeah. Google Play <laughs> Google Services. Thumbnails. Let, uh, let's talk about Google Play Services adding support for the Open FIDO 2 standard. Uh, if you have Android 7.0 and later devices, you'll be able to log into apps and websites with biometric data, like your fingerprint. Or if you don't have biometrics on your phone, you can use a pin or a swipe pattern. All authentication is handled locally on the device, meaning apps and services will not have access to your biometric information. They don't need it. They just need to access the FIDO protocol properly. That means, of course, that developers have to integrate FIDO API support into the apps. Uh, And this is something that you may have seen on your bank apps. Some of the bank apps are already doing FIDO support, but it's nice to have it at the Google Play services level. Yeah, I mean, I use, I've got a S8 edge and i use uh, like from all my banking apps i use fingerprint mm-hmm. login and i mean I, I put not only does it mean i don't forget passwords or have but i it's um it's obviously much more secure yeah but i think people will be slightly skeptical of this when people hear oh google using my biometrics even more People are going to freak out about it. Now, whether they should is a different question. But it's definitely going to set off some red alerts for people, I think. Yeah, correct. And that's why it's important to understand that it's a FIDO standard, which Google started the FIDO alliance, but they're not the only ones in it. Sure. Uh, And that this biometric data does not leave your device. In fact, if you want a great explanation of how FIDO works, if you have questions like, wait a minute, that sounds like one-factor authentication. That can't be secure. Uh, Check out Bart Bouchot's explanation of FIDO on Allison Sheridan's Security Bits podcast uh, from back in April of last year. We'll have a link to it uh, in the blog, or you can search uh, podfeet.com, Bart Bouchot's Security Bits Fido. Uh, It's it's the April 13th episode. It's a really great explanation. Sony unveiled the Xperia 1 smartphone with a 6.5-inch 4K HDR OLED display featuring a tall 21.9 aspect ratio. We were talking about a ratios before the show the phone also comes with three 12 megapixel cameras on the back side mounted fingerprint readers uh one anyway snapdragon 855 processor six gigs of ram 128 gigs of storage and water resistance the cheaper xperia 10 and 10 plus also feature the 21.9 aspect ratio so this is kind of a new thing or at least sony hopes that it will be no pricing was announced as of yet but the xperia 10 and 10 plus come out march 18 and the Xperia X12 is expected to be out in late spring. I mean, certainly it's not the first time we've seen a 21.9 aspect ratio, but this is Sony making it their flagship. They're saying 21.9 is our is our big deal. Uh, we've adapted our our entire uh, presentation uh, to target this. They're trying to tout the idea of watching widescreen movies on it, though. That means you have to find movies that are put out digitally in the 21.9 aspect ratio, which I bet Sony knows a studio called Sony that could deliver this. <laughs> yeah. <for> you, so. <laughs> right. But it does seem to be, I mean, a lot of the videos that we would commonly watch and a lot of the players would not be using that aspect ratio. Am I right? Most, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you the things you want to watch on your phone are YouTube videos or maybe, you know, in the UK we have the BBC iPlayer and there's obviously equivalents over in the US. 
no one's going to, it's going to be annoying for those users and people are not going to want to do it if the phone, if the image is distorted or doesn't fill up the screen properly. But the black bars are going to annoy some people too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I I think the the use case that Sony made that sounds a little more reasonable to me is the idea that you could have something in in split screen on this. Uh, They're going to make it so you could have an app at the top and then down where your thumbs are an app at the bottom. So maybe your messaging apps at the bottom and you're reading a, 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 web page and you want to comment on it to somebody or something like that yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. what it says I, I don't know if that's worth just getting this phone for though no i mean uh, my phone has the ability to do a split screen i have to say it's not a function i've used that much uh, the you know a couple of times it's useful if you get like a verification email sent to you or something oh, like yeah, that that's a good one. Yeah. do you know what i mean like you mm-hmm. copy the password but i mean it's a it wouldn't be a use case that would encourage me to buy a phone i'd be much more worried about pictures and watching video yeah and sony still has the great camera sensors in here as well it's just that yeah uh, the the big the big new different thing for the xperia here is is they're they're getting on that 21.9 aspect would you be recently. happy reading on it though would yeah. that work for your reading uh, yeah, I do like to read on a phone, uh, and tall is good for for reading. So yeah, maybe I don't know. I want to unfold my books. That's, that's what I'm in. Oh goodness! Uh, let's talk about Microsoft. Microsoft announced the Hololens two with a 53 degree field of view, so a little bit wider. Uh, also adding eye tracking, uh, adds 3D mapping of the hands, so now you can grab objects in the augmented reality world instead of having to tap in the middle of the air uh, on a virtual control. Microsoft also moved the integrated computer to the back of the headset, so it's a little less front-heavy. They've got some carbon fiber at the front, so it's a little lighter on your head. And the price is now $3,500, down from $5,000, which, of course, means it's still not a consumer-oriented device. This is still meant for the enterprise. It can be bundled with Dynamics 365 Remote Assist, for instance. Microsoft will also work with third parties for specialized hardware for certain industries. An example is Trimble. They're making a hard hat with the HoloLens built in. So when you're out in the field doing service, uh, you can take advantage of all those service-oriented things where you can show the specialist back at base what you're looking at, and they can help advise you on fixing things. Microsoft also announced a companion, an oldie but a goodie, the Kinect uh, the Azure Connect Developer Kit, designed for enterprise, offers a 1 megapixel depth camera, 360 degree, 7 microphone circular array, 12 megabyte RGB camera, and an orientation center. And it integrates into Microsoft's cloud services like Azure AI so that organizations can build their own apps. This could let you don a HoloLens and look at the same thing that the Connect is looking at and be able to sort of virtually interact with it and do some investigation. Azure Connect is available for pre-order for $399. So even though it's enterprise-oriented, it's not above 1000 However, if you're thinking, okay, so HoloLens, Connect, they're enterprise products now. I get it. It's not all work, work, work. In regards to the HoloLens 2 app, Microsoft technical fellow and HoloLens inventor Alex Kipman made three key commitments in their announcement. One, developers will have the freedom to create their own stores. Two, an open web browsing model, including Mozilla, making Firefox reality available for HoloLens. That's the one they have for Magic Leap. And three, an open API surface and driver model. Those all sounded great to Epic Games' Tim Sweeney, who's been highly critical of the closed nature of the Windows App Store. And he appeared, Tim Sweeney appeared on stage with Microsoft to pledge Epic Games' support for the HoloLens too, so maybe there's hope for a consumer-grade HoloLens after all. 
<laughs> I know. I'm, try, I'm just kind of taking it all in. I, I've had a... I love and have had really fun experiences using consumer AR products. Yeah. Like uh, what? <laughs> what have we used? I think I've tried the play. Is it the PlayStation one? I've okay. used. I've used the, first, the, the PlayStation VR. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've had friends who've had a couple of different ones. And the first thing they're going to need to do, even however much they're spending, is are they going to sort out the nausea and all those issues which consumers still complain about? Right, that's the resolution. And and Hololens, even though it has a narrow field of view, has pretty good resolution, so it's not as big of a deal for them. It's be- it's been better, but they've got to if they're expanding the field of vision, they're going to want to watch that. And they kept the oh. resolution high on this expanded field yeah. of view, so it so, should be good. Should be good. Should be. But I, I the, the first of all, the price just blows my mind. I can't like even businesses are going to struggle to justify spending that much money on a product like that, well, it's, aren't it's, they? Yeah, not a small business product. This is this is an IBM. Yeah. This is an oil company. You know, somebody where a few thousand dollars on the bottom is a rounding error on the overall is it, yeah. for the quarter, right? So that, which brings me to the next quick sort of thing I'm trying to process with this is what is the scale of that market? Apparently, it's been pretty good. Uh, Microsoft is is talking about how they're that's where they're selling all of these. There's there's developers out there using them to to develop games on, but mostly they're finding companies are putting them out in the field and saying, "Yeah, we need more of these. Uh, these are great." And when your margin, I don't you know I don't know what the margin is, but at thirty five hundred dollars, even if this thing is as expensive to create as it looks like, I'm sure you're 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 making a little bit of money. And Microsoft may not care about margins right now. Uh, yeah. They they may say, "Look, we just want to get it out there so that we can then start scaling it." Once we bring the price down, for for me the use case, and maybe it's just because it's the only use case I've I've had experience of, is the kind of gaming field. I've done, you know I've, I've played a variety of games. I've done the under the sea kind of AR one, which I've is, done the 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 aliens crawling out of the wall one. Have you yeah, I've yeah. seen all of those, and it's it's good fun. And I think okay. So I think in UK you can get them at you know three hundred to five hundred pounds in the UK, and that is where I can see a kind of market the game the gamer market in the way that I I stru- I understand what you're saying that Microsoft is, feel like they've got a market there in, in professional services and those high end services, but that seems to be. It seems to be a very expensive product for not a big enough market. Well, I think it's bigger than we might think uh, we, being outside be the industry. Though. But also, uh, you're selling Dynamics 365 Remote Assist. You're selling the the Azure AI access. They're, they're making their money off of the service contracts with that recurring subscription revenue. And if the HoloLens yeah. helps get somebody in the door for Dynamics, that probably does make it worth it. Yeah, well, look, they're obviously confident. They're pushing this, um, they're pushing ahead. But I think it's also quite telling that they needed the consumer element up on stage with them. Well, yeah, if they can get Tim Sweeney up there on stage with them, hell freezes over, right? Everybody's like, what? Right. Tim Sweeney hates you. What is he doing up there? So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, smart. Well, LG is also in the mix, <laughs> announcing two things that might be crazy, might be genius. Let's unpack them and decide for ourselves. One is hand ID. Meaning your hand is the password, which is actually what LG's tagline reads. The forthcoming <laughs> LG G8 phone uses its 3D sensor not only for face unlock, but also to read your palm's shape thickness 
and even vein patterns. This lets you unlock the phone by holding your hand over it. It can also recognize a few hand gestures to control apps. The G8 has a speaker in the screen and a headphone jack as well. Here's the second genius or perhaps crazy idea uh, coming out of an accessory for LG's first 5G phone, the V50. Thank you. The V50 has an update to the existing V40 platform. And aside from 5G, adds a larger 4,000 milliamp battery, a Snapdragon 855 processor, and a better coding system. The accessory is called dual screen, which attaches like a phone case and then adds a second 6.2-inch OLED display that runs off the V50's battery. The dual screen adds for two app multitasking, can also be used as a separate keyboard or a game controller, and will come initially to Sprint in the coming months and eventually to Verizon over the summer. The dual screen accessory will be sold internationally with no planned U.S. release, at least not now. Exact pricing and release dates also not announced. All right. I'm going to call the hand ID not as crazy as everyone thinks, because one of the problems with facial recognition is if you want to if you want to open the phone when it's on a tabletop next to you, you have to pick it up and point it at your face. I mean, I I complain about this all the time. Face ID works really well when you're right in front of your phone. Otherwise, it's the worst. So having hand ID, if you can use it with face with facial recognition and if LG's facial recognition works well enough, I can see that being being kind of cool. And the hand gestures. okay, maybe maybe that's nicer. The accessory display, though. That's just crazy. It might be genius <laughs> crazy. I don't know. All I'm thinking is battery life. Well, yeah, because it, it sucks the battery off the phone, right? Exactly. It doesn't have its own battery. It. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. But Tom, why do you think it's crazy otherwise? I mean, well, I don't know that there's ever been a time when I've been using my phone and thought, man, if I only had a second screen, <laughs> this would be better. It's usually, oh, if I were using a different device. So or or maybe if I could sure. unfold yeah. my phone into a tablet, that would be better. But I want to go grab a second thing and plug it in so I could use it. I just I don't know. Well, and I think I think this probably you know, I liken this a little bit to, you know, someone who has a really nice desktop setup where they have two the mm. monitors where you're like, oh, that's nice. I don't really need that. But that's nice, you know, depending on what you're doing for a living. So I can see where this comes in handy, but it probably doesn't make sense for the average person. No, I'm thinking of a couple of use cases where it could be nice if you're on a train or a plane or something and you want to do an email on one screen and watch a video or something on the other. All right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can <laughs> kind of see those things, but mostly for me, I, if I was any of these cell phone makers, I'd be focusing on making their battery providers make the battery be able to last 8, 10, 12 hours well, and on most a- of the devices on heavy use for heavy users now. Yeah. If that second screen had a battery that power. helped extend the battery life, I'd be more for it. But it or doesn't. was a charger. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. When I have to reach into my bag to get the second thing, I'm just going to pull out my laptop. I mean, that's just, I don't know. Yeah, at that point, you just want your laptop or your tablet. Right, right. Exactly. I, that's that, Or unless I can unfold it, huh? Yeah. You're very well, into the that, I mean, that's sort of the question is like, what is that magical device that keeps you from having to bring your laptop with you? 
You know, like we're still at the point where we're like, mm, still need yeah. my laptop for most that, things. That second, that second keyboard screen sort of thing is bad too because it's not an actual keyboard. Like I, if right. I, I need, mm-hmm. I need a physical keyboard still. So yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of foldables, Huawei announced its foldable phone, the Mate X, has an eight-inch wraparound OLED display. So unlike the Samsung, which has a screen on the back and you open it up to the screen. This is your your tablet screen you fold over and then the tablet screen is now two screens, one on each side. That's closer to what Royal was showing at CES. Uh, it ends up being 11 millimeters thick when folded, so it's thinner than the Galaxy Fold. Capable of 5G, has a 4500 milliamp hour battery capacity split into two parts. Runs on Huawei's Kirin 980 processor and when folded it works as a dual screen smartphone because unlike again the Galaxy Fold, the screen's on the outside. Uh, 6.6 inch main display 6.4 inch rear display uh has a little kind of ledge on the side so there's no notch uh the cameras are are on the uh on the side and it does not have a rear camera when it's unfolded because that's because the way that screen works the mate x has eight gigabytes of ram 512 gigabytes of storage and will sell for a mere 2299 euros which is also expensive in u.s dollars uh they're going to start selling this in the middle of this year. Real quickly, Huawei also announced an update to the MateBook X Pro, a new processor and graphics card, option for up to terabyte of storage, and a MateBook 14, which is kind of the same look as the Pro, but has different specs, including a lower resolution screen. A lot of people really liked the MateBook X Pro when it came out last year, so people were kind of in- enjoying seeing an-, an updated version of it. But let's talk about the Mate X phone, the foldable phone uh, for 2,299 euros, Charlotte. Well, you know, in our pre-show, I, um, sorry, Charlotte, I, 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 I I made a joke about like the mate foldable X. There's just too many porny aspects of this (laughs) whole thing, that I just can't, I can't help but sort of chuckle about it. However, that, that aside, it does seem, I mean, the specs are very nice. Yeah, look, it's a well, equipped kitted out phone isn't it but the the question is do you want a foldable phone do you need a foldable phone and do you need it two thousand euros worth these are the no (laughs) yeah i mean no no for me i mean i think the answer for most people is no yeah and i i can kind of i do like the idea i'm kind of taken in with the idea of these foldable phones i like that you on the go would you know have it folded in and you're just texting and whatever quickly and then if you want to watch a video or something read an article um fold it out i get that i, I genuinely do but i think uh, it's it's almost like what we were saying about ar and vr headsets until you get it at a co- proper consumer price mm-hmm. that people are just not going to need it enough yeah, I absolutely want to see if what we think is bad about it is really bad and if what we think is, or, or or and what it is good at that we didn't guess. Uh so I would love to try one for research for journalism, right? For 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 talking about. I don't think anyone should be spending this amount of money on this. Exactly. This you point. want to send me one to play with and have a look at? I'd love to have a go, but I don't have a fair a spare 2000 euros that make it worth it to me. And I don't have a use case that makes it worth it, that money to me. Well, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, uh, Rich Truffolino did the Lord's work today, uh, boiling down Mobile World Congress to you in five minutes. Subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. 
Also, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on others and help us make our show every day at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook. If you like Facebook groups, well, guess what? We have one. Facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Tech News Show. All right. We got a little bit of time to get to the mailbag. What's in there, Sarah? Tiny bit of a mailbag. I had to put this in here. This one comes from MP who says, really disappointed in Friday's coverage of that cat does not exist.com. No one pointed out that cats might be able to easily detect fake humans, not fake cats. This really cat does not exist.com. Uh, we only covered from the human centric perspective. MP is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps yeah. the cats looking at this person does not exist.com were like, these are horrible pictures of humans. You can That's- obviously tell they're all fake. Right, right. And maybe cats would be very fooled by this cat does not exist.com. Can you imagine felines everywhere just being like, these people, <laughs> this is so offensive. Like I've kind of always feel that cats feel like that about us. They kind of do, right? Yeah. yeah. Trust me, they do. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much uh, to MP for, for writing and everybody who who gave us a lot of great feedback over the weekend. We had a lot of stuff in the show, so we weren't able to get to all your emails, but keep them coming. Really appreciate them. Also, thanks to Charlotte Henry for being with us. Charlotte, besides Mac and Berzer, uh, MacObserver.com, rather, um, where can people keep up with everything you're you're working on? So I'm on the Twitters at Charlotte A. Henry. And if you go to charlotteahenry.com, I tend to put everything I, I write and do over there. So we'll, I'll post up the episode, this episode and you can catch me there generally as well. Excellent. Uh, uh, folks, don't forget, uh, the reason we're able to spend the you know hours every morning going through this mountain of, of news uh, that comes out of places like Mobile World Congress is because you pay us to do so. Uh, and 95% plus of our funding comes from patrons who support us directly at patreon.com slash DTNS. If you become a member at patreon.com slash DTNS, you get an ad-free RSS feed. You get special episodes from me talking about my theories behind coverage of tech news. You get a column from Roger. You're getting product reviews from Sarah. It's all there. Sign up right now at patreon.com slash DTNS. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 21.30 UTC. Find out more? Tell a friend at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Patrick Beja. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. You have enjoyed this <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 